This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the award-winning To Home Back podcast. I'm your host, Nathaniel Witto, and we are proudly sponsored by Kingfisher and Old Logical Bar in Hull. I'm joined by Will and Joe, and we're going to be talking about the transfer news, the FA Cup, and a rather disappointing defeat at Schiffer Wednesday on New Year's Day. So, Happy New Year to all our lovely listeners. Will, how are you feeling, you know, soaring into a new year? I can see in your description you're looking forward to something in the summer. We're another year close to death. Oh, that's that's just delightful, and hopefully you just get more optimistic throughout the year. Joe, uh, what are you oh, most looking forward to this year? Yes, they are <laughs> certainly. We're going to be rebranding to to Berlin and back. That's what we've decided, rather than to Germany and back. We were just having a bit of a sort of creativity session before this episode. But yeah, Joe, what are you looking forward to this year? Um, well, I would first of all like to say it's an honour to be part of the team. My first episode as an uh, as an official member of the team, so delighted to be here. You've been, to be on so often, you've been on so often. I forgot you're actually now a full time one. Yeah, well, the last the last one it wasn't uh, it wasn't confirmed, was it? But um, yeah, delighted to delighted to be here permanently. Thank you to everyone behind the scenes for uh, for the opportunity. And I also am looking forward to the Euros, especially because the first game is after all my exams are finished. So that's smashing. Lovely stuff. For the, for the record as well, just because we've brought on Joe, that doesn't mean we haven't finally kicked Dan off. <laughs> he's the yeah, yeah. He, He's the boss. He's really, you know, the, the sort of DNA of the podcast. So it's he's a shame he's coming. Really. I mean, yeah. he did create it, so I can't really mind. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, was that a good intro? Well, I hope that every intro is as good as this one. It wasn't the <laughs> oh, oh, we're two and a half minutes in now. I don't think it's the intro anymore. It's we're just the main meat of the podcast. The best thing about this year for me is that I can finally say that the next Mission Impossible film is next year, uh, rather than That's in two really years' time. The best thing about yeah, this year. I'd say so. I'd say so. Um, so long as you know, Hull don't. Um, I mean, with the way Hull have been playing recently, I'm not sure anything great will happen this season. But. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Want... I've, I've booked my hotel just in case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, for the FA Cup run, of course. Of course. If not the playoffs. Two stints just opposite Wembley. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to talk about it, but we did play Sheffield Wednesday on New Year's Day. No, uh, that's well, it was dreadful. It's the lowest. Um, it's the lowest point of the season, I'd say. In how I felt about the performance, yeah. about who we lost to, with the injuries, the league position, sort of, for missing out on opportunity to go, uh, I think, joint fifth. Um, and I couldn't really get to sleep afterwards um, because I was so angry at the refereeing d- decisions. Uh, it might also have been just, you know, getting back to work uh, after a nice holiday break. But um, that was the most we'll- yeah, um, what on earth went wrong? Just about um, everything. Yeah, pretty much. Um, oh, that's covered. Start- Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't start well, but to be fair, we there's many games where we haven't started well. Um, we didn't start well. Uh, we let Shift Wednesday have a lot of the ball and have a lot of the chances, let them come at us uh, wide, way too often. 
Then Darren Bod, Darren Bod decided he didn't know how to judge what a foul was, gave Morton a red card, and then as as a result of that, you can't really judge the team after that because we're all, yeah. we're a man down. It, it ruins it. When you don't not, not to say that Sheffield Wednesday wouldn't have won, they probably may well have done the way they were playing. To be fair, mm. but yeah. having the man down means we have pretty much our game plans out the window, and we haven't really got much of a chance going forward. And I think. Defensively, we were very slow, sloppy in the second half for some of those goals. We could have done maybe a bit better even with 10 men. But, yeah, it's hard to look at that performance as a whole because of the Morton red card and just affecting it so much. Rescinded. Because common yeah. sense once, once in the cafe, common sense prevails. For me, you can... Well, uh, uh, the way I've always said it is, yes, the red card was stupid, but that doesn't take away from the fact that we were utterly dreadful before it. So that and the red, card, the red card gave us no chance of getting anything more than a point. It's not to say we would have got less than that. It's not to say we would have got more than that, but it just meant we couldn't get any more without it, if you get what I'm trying to say. But like you said, well, common sense has prevailed. It's been rescinded. Was Darren Bond refereeing in the FA Cup this weekend or was he in League One and Two? Oh, no idea. He shouldn't have refereed at all, really. I think demotion of a referee is a, it's not a punishment. It's, it's, it's a punishment for fans of the lower teams and the lower the, the actual teams themselves, really, because why should they have to put all the referees done poorly in this previous game? The chair, actually, I'm just looking on here, the chair of the PGMOL, Mike Foster, is uh, is standing down. Oh. If that means know. anything. I don't think that'll mean anything in the long run because you'll just have someone, another yes, you'll have another person who doesn't know what he's doing in the position as well. Mm. I imagine. Well, I mean, Howard Webb came in to do something at the top of the refereeing organisation this year, and it's only got worse. I thought he was going to improve things, but no. So, absolutely, it's the whole system, isn't it? Really, um, yeah. So, just talk about that a little bit more. I think from some angles and at slow speed, it doesn't look great. But I think the main reaction was that just complete shock that it was given as a red the first well, time you see it at a normal speed. Twice or three times with both legs. Yeah. Um, shocking. Not the worst decision of the game. But yeah, Joe, were you shocked? Yeah. I mean, I, I, my vlog was 15 minutes long because of it, because I was just wittering about the red card for so long. Um, I said, as soon as I saw it, I said, when the referee pulled a card out, I thought, all right, maybe yellow. Yellow. But then when, but when it was red, no way. No, no way. And then I saw a still image on, on Twitter straight away. I saw a replay on Twitter straight away because I, I just went looking for it straight away, wins the ball. Then I saw a clearer replay, again wins the ball. And then I saw on the Sky coverage, the difference between our captain and their captain, Louis Coyle pushing all our players away to try and reason with the referee. Mm. Barry Bannon and Josh Windass straight in the referee's ear, get him off, essentially. To be fair, I, I, know, I know what I call I imagine our players would have done the same if the reverse was happening. Every team does that now, to be honest. Or most teams do. Well, then, what I thought the best bit about it is Sheffield Wednesday fans saying, oh, look how good Louis Coyle is. What a captain pushing all his players away. Whilst Barry Bannon's in the referees here begging for a red card. No, I, I thought it was an amazing recovery by uh, Gasama to uh, go from having his leg completely and utterly shattered to then scoring a pretty decent goal in the second half. Mm. And yeah. I say cutting in off the left-hand side with Cyrus Christie at right-back again. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah, not, not, not the best time ideal. Moment, Cyrus. Yeah. He's, not, he's in a tough patch, isn't he, Christie? I mean, cool. as I said uh, at the time, uh, he hasn't lost one yard of pace. He's lost about five or six. Hmm. Yeah, and he'll probably keep losing them. He's, had a, he's going to be injured for the next three, four, five weeks or something like that. So, and of course, five weeks at City means 10. Um, so, yeah, maybe we have seen him yeah, play for the last time. It's credit there, Nathaniel. It's 15. Come on. <laughs> yes. Yes, 15 and then injured for five weeks as soon as they come back. That's the standard thing. Um, the one that really pushed me over the edge was when 
Alfie Jones was pushed in the back at um, you know, from a corner and then collides with the player in front of him. And the ref sees this and thinks that Jones has fouled his man, even though he's been pushed. And then they got the other end and make it uh, 3-0, kill the game. That was the uh, the worst thing for me. Can we just stop whinging about the Wednesday game and move on to better things? Yeah. I mean, Twine, great penalty. That's a positive. Yeah. Uh, Messi, Jacob. The ref gave us something. Yeah, finally. It wasn't the um, either, by the way. It wasn't the penalty, no. No, because it was it, it, like, but it, they talk about it being the sort of sleeve, the upper sleeve of a handball. And that it, doesn't it hit his kind of chest first and then yeah. his. Um, it wasn't the best decision. This really. way, I think if, if 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 there was, God forbid, VAR in the championship, the red card would have been overturned, and that penalty would have been overturned. So, end of. And we would have got a penalty, hopefully, for the Jones one. But yeah, that's three pretty rubbish decisions in that yeah. game. Just move on from Wednesday now. Yeah, but but then I agree with Liam saying that Darren Bond is a very good referee. I think he was more saying that because he didn't want to get fined again. Yeah, good tactic. Very good tactic. Yeah, uh, and Shep, speaking of Sheffield Wednesday fans being obsessed, I mean, maybe, I don't know if they're watching this. I know, but I've received I've received various direct messages on Twitter mocking me for my 5-0 prediction. Um, I mean, firstly, I, I, I never do the predictions, you know. Have you got any for your 3-0 prediction, Will? No, because everyone knows I do no, that every week. But see, well, yeah, but I don't take mine seriously. So um, uh, I will, I think I'm just going to stick to 5-0 now, which will take even longer than your 3-0. Um, and is even less likely to get me points because we're not going to score five goals. So I might just stick to that. Um, but, and, oh, yeah. uh, but there, there was there, there were some positives. Wilkes didn't score. So that was yeah. positive because he scored against Cardiff in the FA Cup this week. So... Glad he didn't get his first goal season against us. Um, Jacob played. Yeah, he didn't do anything really. But he played. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't know why. Did anything important happen with Jacob in the Birmingham match? I don't remember. No, but and then Alia looked okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Can I just say about Alec Wilkes quickly? Um, two of my close friends are the two members of the Malik Wilkes fan club and one of them missed the game because she'd fallen ill a couple of days before and the other one was sat behind me when Malik Wilkes came on and I can imagine that um, the row and the household were jumping for joy when uh, when when his number came up on the board. So weird. I'll be honest. I mean, this is hypocritical because there's some players who are useless that I love. Um, it's a weird hill to die on, the Malik Wilkes one. <laughs> about a quarter of the content we've ever put out has been about Malik Wilkes on this podcast. Oh, to be fair, so, uh, to be fair it is particularly weird to be obsessed with a sort of kind of underperforming whole city winger, isn't it? Could never be me. No, no, I, I, one, one or both of them might be watching yeah. this. So, uh, I, I think I've, I've got over the James Scott um, obsession now, so it's all fine. Um, yeah, you just have to be obsessed with that one of Millwall now, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honeyman, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> shall we just move quickly on to the magic of the FA Cup? I mean, there's nothing magical about two trips to Birmingham in a season, but we drew with Birmingham. Uh, played... Okay, did better when the substitutes came on. Jacob got his goal uh, on. on his full debut. Well done to him. He will probably start on a Friday. Well, I think he has to because all our other players are injured. Um, so, yeah, what did we think of this? Because I thought Birmingham, they had three big chances, took one, and then for the entire last kind of hour of the game, offered nothing. And it was just waiting for us to score and we've had a few home games like that uh one one at home isn't like Hull city under Aline Messina. that's never happened before um so it was a real surprise uh will thoughts on that draw 
I thought it was a, a slow start from City. Uh, there was, as obviously the goal came. It's the second bit. time you've said that today. Slow start for City. Yeah, it's, it's almost like we're very. It's, it's almost like we do it almost every game. To be quite honest, <laughs> um, it, it was a slow start. I think, but from the gate we got a warning shot when Djokovic sent it wide somehow from the penalty spot, and I'm not quite sure how he managed to do that because it's uh, rubbish. It was that rubbish a couple of minutes later. Uh, up it's rubbish with his off. feet. From uh, no defence. Centre-backs just didn't seem to react to it and let Jukovic put in a very nice header. But um, from to be fair, from that point on, it felt like Birmingham were maybe a little happy with the... After that big spell, because then that, I can't remember who it was. Was it Dembele who hit the bar about a minute later? Yes, it was. Exactly. Yeah, from that point... Birmingham kind of they didn't they didn't fully sit back, but they seemed quite content to sit with their lead for the time being. Well, and every I'm wasting from the 55th minute. That tells you all you need to know. Oh yeah, I think when the second half came along, they was definitely going through. I think from the moment like after the hit the bar, they seemed to sit back, and then in the second half, really went for it. Um, City grew into the game as it went on, like they normally do. They sort of had a lot more of the ball, started creating chances. Second half makes the changes that were desperately needed, to be honest, because the players who came off went for the most part pulling their weight. Um, Connolly should have scored well, well earlier than we did. Uh, Sharp made some nice, Sharp showed some nice attacking intent, which we needed, we needed. And it was nice that Everidge decided to cock up in the last minute and just gift it to Jacob to join his granddad in the goal scoring list for Old City. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Ah, sorry, I was just on a chocolate break then. That's all very well said. Um, what did we think of debutant Biddy Sharp's debut? I've said it twice there, but um, had a few nice touches. Very big shout for him. Um, you know, cheer from the crowd when he came on. It, uh, for some reason, it feels like obviously a lot of the players we've signed are famous, but he's extra famous. It's like a celebrity playing for the team. Is that a weird thing to think? I guess he's just been around for so long. He's been at so many clubs. Just feels like it's weird. It's because at our, our level, the championship, he's essentially a legend at that level. For the amount it's of like the Ronaldo time. of the championship. I won't go it? that far. <laughs> okay. I think, though, in terms of his like position, and his link up play, okay. it, it was absolutely second to none, and. I don't think I've seen a player with that positional awareness play up front for Hull City in a long time. Pop Tommings. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a hill I will die on. Hmm. And, uh, he's probably, in terms of actual as a striker ability-wise, he's probably technically the best one we've had since Abel. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously he's not at his peak anymore. But no, that's the main there. question mark. I mean, two years ago, he scored about was it 14 goals in the Championship last year. Only two had a few goals in the MLS. Yeah, I think to, as a player to bring on for the last 20 minutes, as we did against Birmingham in the last 30 minutes, I think that's pretty much perfect. And yeah, that one, might not be as real in the next couple of games. <laughs> no, with, with Liam Dunlap injured, um, true, but... I guess right, I think yeah, you will be missed. Well, I mean, Philogene will be back. We are going to sign players. Yeah. We are one point off the playoffs. We're still, still in a very good position. We just should be in a great position. That's why it's frustrating. Um, we should really be looking with the games we've had as playoffs. It's like a, you know, if we didn't get playoffs, that would be a complete travesty rather than, you know, we're, trying uh yeah i mean what what else i mean is a cup run for whole city at the moment really important because the amount of games we've got obviously winning the game would have meant we have another game in the future but at least it's a positive thing to get further in the cup whereas at the moment lots of injuries do we need the extra replay yeah winning the next winning the replay though means we'll have an extra two games yeah rather than just an extra one um, we should have just 
Not bothered. I'd rather have lost than drawn, to be honest with you. If we were going to get one goal, I'd have, I'd have preferred. Well, I'd have preferred not to just get one to equalise. If, mm-hmm. if we're going to score, we need we out of like two. But well, it was important to not lose the game for the sort of team's confidence and for Jacob as well. I think great for him to score. I guess other than maybe Sharp getting him off the mark. You know, although he knows what he's doing in front of the goal, but I guess Jacob's probably the best player. Could have scored a Vaughan. Um, but yeah, Will, you're not really sure? No, I'm just upset at the lack of care for the cup there appears to be in this. I, I don't care if it's a replay. I want us to be in the cup and do a cup run regardless. Well, I want us to win every cup game we have. But I would rather us draw and stay in the cup than lose and go out with it. I wouldn't necessarily. Mm, well, is uh, is a draw to take it to a replay? Staying in the cup, though. Yes, because we haven't gone out of it yet. Yeah, if we hadn't scored, we would have gone out. But I said it on Thomas Frank said they should scrap FA Cup replays, and mm. I don't. Agree with, I don't agree with that at all. I think FA Cup replays are a good thing, but as a fan, where in the position I'm in with Hull City at the moment, they're only a good thing if we've got a better draw than Birmingham. If we drew, for example, Maidstone, who were left in the hat when when we got when it got drawn, if we drew them in this third round and they forced a replay at their ground, cool, that's fine. Should we have beaten them on paper? Yes. But have they done well to force a replay? Definitely. And that's where the cup is magic. I can see why Thomas Frank's annoyed about Brentford versus Wolves go into a replay because they'll play each other four times this season now. But the FA Cup is about more than just the Premier League. And on the whole, cup replays are a good thing. That's my position. I like the suggestion that for teams that you you can agree to have a replay, or I guess sometimes that that wouldn't really be helpful because, or just that both teams, if they both say, yeah, we don't want a replay, then I guess that's fine. I, I, and then people say it has to be a, a, a level sort of competition, but having the, the whole concept of football is that obviously home games are, you know, are easier, but there's nothing in the rules that makes it easier for a team at home to win. So I think, you know, if they, if neither Wolves or Brentford want to play a replay to, you know, do one is a bit silly. Um, I, I, I would say to them. Them, I would say to them, it's in the rules. Suck it up and deal with it. Yeah, yeah, but it's the thing is, oh, no. for Premier League, our, our squad of sixty players yeah. can't deal with an extra game in the season. No, I think Come for on. Premier League teams, especially Brentford and Wolves, um, an extra game in the cup because because they haven't already got those teams haven't got European competitions. Um, and they've probably got bigger squads than teams in the championship. Teams in the championship already have to have eight more games. Um, yeah. So the argument makes more for a championship for a football league club to be upset than a Premier League. Yeah, yeah, it does. And you know, with the amount of more games, they're going to have more injuries many, throughout the season. But how many championship I, clubs? How many managers in the championship do you see complaining about it though? Uh, I mean, no. Rossini won't be complaining, no. but I, I'm no, sure he'd. No, none of them do. Rather not risk getting more injuries, but because uh, I thought they'd already got rid of them. Because of course, when we played Everton a few years ago, that went that to extra time. I guess it was post COVID. Mm. I was gutted when we didn't get that replay. Yeah, that was been good. So gutted. Um, generally, though, playing Birmingham again very dull. I mean, if we go to Birmingham, win on penalties after all that, and then we get like Norwich at home. How boring would that be? That'd be very dull. But yeah, well, I hope we do go on a cup run though. A positive out of losing the replays though would be there's no game on the 24th, which is an extra week for injured players to come back and not miss a game. Because mm. well, they're already through, so we won't be playing them on that week regardless. Mm. Yeah, because we've seen that Philogene being injured at that point very bad because there was double the amount of games. So yeah, it's good to sort of postpone the games when there are injuries in a sense, you know, not have that extra one uh, in midweek. Um, what else about... Um, I mean, we were talking... Let's talk about uh, a negative. 
Jason Nakiabo, everyone on Twitter has been talking about him. Me and my friends, you know, because I said he'd score against Sheffield Wednesday, I and mean, of course he didn't, but he only was on the pitch for, what, 35 minutes? Sheffield Wednesday. Right, but he was only on the pitch for 35 minutes, we had 10 men, so, you know, th- we'll give him another chance. Hopefully he plays well against Burnley. This is the opportunity for him to show what he can do in the Cup. Slightly less pressure, perhaps, than a league game. 90 minutes, see what you can do. And I was like, okay, let's see if he beats his man once. And 90 minutes... 100% he did not. And that's not me being cruel. That's me giving him the benefit of the doubt, saying, go and do something, and then 70 minutes does nothing. So, I mean, to be fair, I was going to say, he didn't play 90 minutes. He got hauled off after 70. Yeah, but that's because he hadn't beaten his man because the whole time. Yeah, because he didn't do what a winger needs to do. I mean, beating a man's one thing, but he had one really rubbish shot. I think it didn't really look interested again i'd say alia slightly better did beat his man no end product though i found it funny yeah. that like yeah, we played the kilo out there and then he went off and we put alia out there and he didn't do much better really and then we put conley out there and almost the first thing he does out there is give us the curl yeah i've been saying it for the whole i mean maybe not to to you but i've been thinking it why don't we try Connolly on the wing? Because that's what he used to do at Brighton. He used to and cut in and score. Dunlap's been so good there. That's why. Dunlap's been good there. But when Dunlap was up front and we were desperate for a winger, it's working pretty well now with Dunlap on the wing. He could have done that and have Connolly up front. But for whatever reason, he wasn't playing. He, so also, he, missed he also wasn't going to put Billy Sharp on the wing because that's completely insane. No, he wasn't going to do that. But... Um, yeah, I thought Connolly actually did pretty well there. Um, Vaughan, Joan Will were talking about how Vaughan did well. I thought I he Vaughan. was okay. One awful shot, miles over the bar. But other than that, yeah. that was sort he, of a blemish. Know, that, 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 decent performance. conversion that he tried. Mm. Yeah. You could tell he knew that was a missed opportunity as well, couldn't you? Like when the subs were going on, you could see him like up thinking, oh, God. Can't believe I put it that far over. I think it was Morton who ran over to him really quickly to make sure he wasn't too upset. But that's that's probably more embarrassing than if someone leaves it because you know it's bad if someone has to come over to you and say, you know, don't worry, keep, keep, keep going. Been telling him to get back in position. Yeah, after that, yeah, that was a rubbish effort. Maybe just was Harry, going and shouting at him. Yeah, said to me and. Uh, and me and someone else at an under-21s game this season, he was waiting for Jim Sims to come out. And he said, oh, I'm, he says, I, I, st- I said, I've still not scored yet. Am I, do you think I'm due a go or not? And I said, I said to him, Harry, I think you'll get one this season. So far. I said one? Yeah, I said, so far that, I, that hasn't happened. It's a bit of an insult, really. You'll get one this season. Although he doesn't I mean, really he, play that if, much. If he keeps... Coming off the bench and he keeps playing the way he has, he's bound to get opportunities to at least try. Yeah. And I yeah. think really that that game really should have put him above Lakeela in the pecking order, really. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we talked about it before the episode started, the comments Messina did or didn't make in the press conference. Was he referring to Lakeela? Who, who knows? But yeah, at the very least... I don't know if we're uh, getting rid of him, but he, would, he will he be would never, I don't think Rashini, he might hint at something, but he would never overtly refer to like a singular player unless he did something mm. pretty terrible. Because that's just bad management. That's bad man management. So I don't, and he doesn't come across as that sort of person at all. So I don't think he would specifically call out a player. I think it'd be it's more probably aimed at several players who haven't really shown what they know, what we know they're capable of often enough. And Lakilo is probably one of those players, but he won't be the he isn't the only one who's not shown up when it's been needed to be fair up throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Uh and Sheps commented, did we see uh Dembele do that rainbow flick? Ha yes. ha that was pretty funny um, when he did that. Just and then immediately the only skill the I can do on FIFA. <laughs> I just do sort of ball rolls. I, I don't I don't do proper skills. Ball Maybe fake shots service for me. Yeah. Give the odd little I think it's the only skill I know is the rainbow flick. 
Mm. He's also saying that Billy Sharp did beat his man and get a cross in better than the Kilo all match. So maybe Sharp on the wing. This is such a bad yeah, idea. One of the first times he got the ball. One of the first times he got the <laughs> yeah. ball, he was driven out wide and he put it across goal. But I would rather him be at the end of that cross than the one creating the cross. Precisely. It's just a different sort of ball game with him in the six yard box waiting for it because you feel like he's got that knack of getting in the right places so I'm sure he'll get some he's goals in those sort of games people have you've seen that often this season people referencing oh why have we got rid of Oscar he was great at just being in the box at the right time Can you sure have bought Oscar now we've got Billy Sharp <laughs> yeah but uh, I mean we still would be higher in the division if we were would we had Oscar surely would we would we there would have been draws we would have won, right? Would we? Really? There's would no gap with the pitch. No, there's no gap. Hypothetically, you can't say for certain we would have been higher. He might have, snapped, he might have got his leg snapped on the back against. He might have got his leg snapped against Norwich for all you know. Well, true, true. Actually, I think he after that. Even if he played the same amount of games, and I mean, Oscar is injured now. But even if he had been injured at the yeah, same time, Cross, he hasn't, he hasn't played since October. I don't think anyway. So. No, that still Obviously, would have been one yeah. game. Was off the got... bench in Bristol City at home. End yeah. of August. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Owen's saying who would we want in the cup? Maidstone, right? I think Maidstone, anyone would yeah, want that. Easy, want... Hopefully, easy win. Good away easy. ground to get to, not, hopefully. Not it's not easy. It's the FA Cup. You have to, I don't know ah, it's still Maidstone. Um, it's still the FA Cup. <laughs> Can you imagine Philogene sure, against I, I Maidstone? Bet, Lee, I bet Stevenage, even League One Stevenage turned up to Mason's ground and I bet a lot of their fans were like, oh yeah, they're only National League South, we'll have them easy. Nah, we'd, we'd murder Maidstone. No. There aren't any lower teams left in it, are there? There's not been as many upsets as there was as in previous years. It's been a bit disappointing, to be honest, the third round for the most part. So there could be... One. one of Eastleigh or Newport will still go through, though. Yes, that's a nice, still a nice lower league club. Hopefully, Eastley of the two, but the both yes. lower division sides. Anyone in a different division, I'd be happy with, because if it's a Premier League team, that's a chance to sort of test yourself in lower division. Hopefully, you can win. But just you, in the cup, you don't want to be playing teams you're gonna play anyway. The worst draw would be if we won and then we played like whoever we're playing the next week. Watford is probably the worst draw. Watford, yeah, or, or Norwich or someone like that. Imagine that we draw Southampton away. <laughs> yeah. Matt's saying, no, did we no, miss... That actually would be the worst one because that's the game we're missing for that. Mm. So you'll get all these people who've cancelled their journeys to Southampton and then the draw gets drawn and we're at Southampton anyway. Enship saying, "Where do you uh, do you know where Maidstone is? I don't. Clearly, because you said it was easy to get to. Did I? No, easy win. Hopefully, no, not. I don't know about easy to get to. It's in Kent. Yeah, it's it's quite low down in the country. So not easy to get to, right? Isn't uh, it like? Yeah, it's like right in the middle of Kent as it's, well. It's, it's not like... Kent. It's, it's about thirty miles from London. I want to say." Where's Eastley then? Is you that close? No. Well, I only know where places are based on football it's teams, and I haven't well, really got I to national league yet. Eastley's another very southern team. They're near. They're not far from Southampton. No, no. We want to play um, Scunthorpe. That would be a good cup tie because they're well, out of the draw. Yeah. yeah we'll that's be a good shame. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So it is January. Shall we just move on to talking about some transfer rumours? Because I feel like... You know, getting an away game just, at Birmingham. I don't, think, I, don't think we, I don't think you mentioned Matty Jacob enough to be honest. I was, gonna, I was just going to say, oh. can we just Matty um, Jacob mention? Matty Jacob had a, a great game first of all. I think he was the best player on the pitch, to be honest with City. And it was nice to see it. I, he mentioned it in his post match press conference. He was like, he wasn't sure why he was that far forward at that point. Um, 
But it was nice to see him score and obviously following his granddad's footsteps, scoring for All City, playing for All City. It's only the second grandson, granddad, Pat, ever that's played for All City as well. So it's a nice little... Who's the other one? You're not going to know, so what's the point of even telling you? Because you're only... Yeah, but some, some person on the pod might know. It's, it, well, maybe it could, but they only played like a couple of games for us. It was Matt Bloomer. Who played for us in like? Oh yeah, Matt Bob. Bloomer, great you player. You don't know who Matt Bloomer is, lying get. He played, <laughs> for, he played for us four times, I think, four or five times in the in two thousand and one. And his dad, his, his grandfather, played for us back in the forties. So, mm. nice on a similar note, who, no uh, on a similar note, dad and son this time, Stan Ashby on the bench. Yeah, Ashby was there. I was hoping we went maybe. Obviously, he's asking a lot. If we if we had been like four or five nil up or something, for example, I would love to have seen Stan get on the pitch. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Hmm. And then we've had uh, we've had two brothers as well this season, haven't we? On the uh, in well, both sat on the bench next to each other in Rocco with Rocco and Louis. So Rocco and Louis, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that was a good goal from Jacob. At that time, you need the extra player in the box if we're chasing yeah. a goal. Then. And he created the goal, didn't he? Because yeah, he of that forward run. It as well. Yeah, it was like Drake, Jacob Greaves sort of thing. Maybe teaching him a thing or two. Yeah, know, moving, moving back, they had both, they were both from the same academy class, to be mm-hmm. fair. So they both came through together. He's Matty Jacob is 22. I think he's older than a few fans do actually think. He's a bit yes. older than Yeah. I feel like he's been around the academy setup for a while. Isn't he older than Alia? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's older than Alia. Yeah, yeah. And you think Alia's been around? You know, this is his third season, so it feels like he's been around for a long time and he's older. But he's only he played about ten games, though, so <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um. So can I move on now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, you can. I'll let you. Excellent. Okay, so there's. Uh, let's talk about the very important, but maybe slightly less sort of headline catching potential signing in potential new goalkeeper that we're in talks with. Not an agreed deal, but hopefully will be. 23 year old Croatian goalkeeper Ivor Panda from Fortuna Sittard in the Netherlands, uh, which was where Ajahn used to have some shares. But he he won't have known about this player because that was before um, yeah. this player was here. So um, played the whole last season in the Netherlands and uh, on loan, and then um, playing again first choice goalkeeper there. I mean that's a fairly decent standard of football, but it's what another one of those um, leagues where the top few teams are really good and the bottom teams are kind of really bad. But if he's a younger keeper, I mean, I have no nothing about him at all. But you're thinking you want a young keeper that's sort of been grown up in the academy, more used to playing this style of football that Rosinia wants. Whereas Allsop may be good at distribution, but I'm not sure that from an early age he'll have been told this is the way you play football. This is what Pep Guardiola does, play out from the back. So from that perspective, a young keeper is maybe what we need. Just to play devil's advocate to your argument, Nathaniel, haven't we already got two of them? One out on loan, one as third choice at the moment. Yes. Granted, neither of them are ready, but haven't we already got them? I think the one out on loan is more ready than the third choice. I I have no confidence in Lotatana, really. Um, And, yeah, someone playing in the Netherlands is probably going to be better than them, but they're still prospects. Uh, would it mean Ingram, probably not also, but would it mean Ingram could be on his way? I think I for Ingram going through, I think it's more if we bring him in, it allows us to loan Lotatala and yes. Robson out, maybe maybe even Owen Foster as well. Uh, I, do, I think for Ingram to go from first choice goalie to Maybe it's a, like even third choice goalie in a season is a remarkable, remarkable thing, and he's not done anything particularly wrong. So we'll we'll see how it goes. It might not even come off yet. 
Yeah, it's all just transfer rumours as it stands. Mm. Yeah, but you know that's that's what we've got to talk about. We've got to fill the time somehow. So, I mean, oh, yeah. I guess he'll be a good signing, but I have no idea. We have we know nothing about it. Uh, the, 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 uh, the other keeper wasn't there. Uh, Dragowski was linked with us. Another uh, one linked to Leeds. Uh, yeah, yeah Leeds, probably, Leeds don't need any more keepers. Melier, Darlow and Clarsen, they don't need any more. And we don't need Best another player one. that we want to sign either because, of course, we wanted Darlow and he went to Leeds instead. They don't need Dragowski as well if we do want him. But then again, who knows? There are some rumours are rumours that the club would like to sign and then are trying to sign and then will sign. Some of them are complete nonsense. It's very difficult to know where along that sort of spectrum some of these lie. It's why you should. Oh, when you read, it's why people when they when they read transfer rumors, they need to just read them as they are rumors, and don't instantly assume. Oh, the club is after that player. No, just assume that the club might go for that player. We don't know for certain. You'll find out for certain when they go for that player. They are cunts, not wills. Yeah, but there are certainly some players that you link to that even if. The club isn't after them. The club would want them. Whereas Nathaniel Mendes, Lancome Derby, you know, obviously I don't know why we would want him. You know, that that was well, a leak from we, last week. We did want him. Yeah. So it's Is not it, even we, worth why considering. We, want him. we didn't want him. No, precisely. But I mean, if you see we Ryan Kent, he's a good player. Whereas Nathaniel Mendes, yeah. Lang, we're sort of looking a level above that now with the sort of players we're getting. Yeah. We've got a little bit more money than that. That's a sort of uh, Alam era signing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we've, we've signed a couple of players in recent years who were maybe lower as well. Yeah, but not 31-year-olds in the league below when we're desperate for a winger, especially when we have players like Philogene. I don't know why we're giving well, just, just, long, just so. 37 year olds from America. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's that I thought I thought that rumour was ridiculous. I thought that was made up and then we signed him. So, so did I. I hope it works out. And um yeah, I mean pretty decent start and uh, hopefully maybe mm-hmm. bag the winner on Friday. Um, again, so... the main thing is the main thing is it's a rumour. Treat it as a rumour until you see something more concrete about it. Yeah. Now speaking of rumours, they instantly go to the club and go announce him now, announce him now, announce him over and over at every tweet, every single post. Like, so shut up! Delete, it's not going to happen. Just because you just because you've messaged them doesn't instantly mean fuck this. We're going to throw our transfer policy out the window and just say something because Dave down there on Twitter said please say it. Hashtag mm-hmm. announce Carvalho. Yes. So, well, well speaking of rumours. Uh, some people what were tweeting that Delhi Alley yesterday. That's no one has actually tweeted that. It is even a rumor. I don't even know where that came from. I mean, I but posted Dave, a photo of him, but I'm just getting on the bandwagon at that came point. From you then, didn't you, Dave? No, no. <laughs> I saw a I saw a tweet about him before I posted the photo of him. So, you know, it was not from me. I see nothing uh, in that one personally. Yeah, no, of, of course not. Um, so tonight, Nathaniel, Josie Altador. <laughs> no, I've um, got Bertrand Traore uh, ready to go. I've got a photo of him saved in my phone. Um, so Rossini has confirmed we do want to sign Manuel Benson from Burnley, but I think we've talked about him before. Um, Ryan Kent yeah. from just Turkish sources heard that we perhaps want him. Exactly, and an understandable one English player at Fenerbahce winger. We'd like to sign wingers. Um, no, he's not even no. playing. So I guess that's why we could sign him because he would want to play somewhere else. No, he was in the um, club tonight. I know that. So if any rumours that saying that he's already on his way here were a load of rubbish because he was in the squad tonight, I mean he could be setting off straight after the game. If it's true, but yeah, it's not and then, as such. 
so there is a sort of, a, again, like we had for the gene in the summer, a sort of mystery player that's pretty much a done deal, which may or may not be a young winger from a Premier League club, but it's still a little bit fuzzy. Uh, we are, I mean, Fabrizio no, no. Romano. It's, yes, this, this, it's this lad from, uh, he, he plays for PSG, he's called Kylian Mbappe. He's out of contact. <laughs> and that's come from a man who sits in the press box, by the way. So, yeah, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> um, but Joe's already mentioned him. Fabrizio Romano has said that we're one of the clubs trying to sign Fabio Carvalho from Liverpool, who was at Fulham yep. two years ago. Um, you can find my goal compilation I made of him on Twitter. Um, I should probably make a Benson and a Kent one just to make it fair. But um, I mean, because we don't really know who or what we're signing, when and for how much money or loan or whatever, shall we just instead... It's, it's almost like it's the club who sign the players and they want to keep it their secret until yeah. it's confirmed, isn't it? It's boring that way. But rather than that, shall we say, Kent, Cavalier, Benson, which one would we rather sign if we could only get one? If we could only get one of them? If we can only get... And they're all sort of loan signings for the end of the season, I think. Oh, well, of the three, you'd say Carvalho, wouldn't you, really? Would, would you? He's played in the Champions League this year. I would say I would say Carvalho of the three for, to play in the championship, absolutely. I think they're all all three are fantastic players, but he's just got a bit more experience and a bit more ability at this point in his career than the other two did. Hmm. Yeah, I mean Kent's played an awful lot of European games for Rangers yeah, as well. For Rangers, yeah. Um, Has Kent ever yeah. played the championship? Barnsley. Well, he, was, well, he played for Barnsley years ago. You could argue the SPL is championship level at, at times. Yes, 1517 he was at Barnsley, wasn't he? 2018 Bristol City. Yeah. I think, yeah, the Scottish Premier League is generally EFL ish level, whereas Celtic and Rangers are very clearly you know, very good. Ruin, teams. Ruin, what, ruining that league, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, there's no competition. Uh, they do well in Europe occasionally. So they're decent enough teams, but um, yeah, it's kind of difficult to know. They'd be uh, more Premier League clubs, is my view. Um, I think, I think I'd maybe want to lean because we do have Twine and Sufeng that can play that ten position. I think I'd lean towards Benson myself, um, but Cavalio is probably better player now having played for Liverpool and Leipzig than he was when he was playing at Fulham. So looking at his Fulham season and the goals he got, maybe that wouldn't necessarily be fair. But I'd be very happy with any of those three. Yes, I um, would as well. Ideally, we could get Carvalho as a number 10 and one of the wingers, and then we're set. Um, but yeah, I think we've not heard that we're signing a left-back or a right-back, whichever one, uh, yet. And that concerns me a tiny bit. Because we do really need one of those. And I think Christy oh. being out injured as well, it makes that another priority. Again, just because you haven't heard it as well doesn't mean it ain't happening. For example, no. this player who we've agreed a deal for, there was nothing about it until a couple of days ago. There's still, what, 23 days at least in the, champion, in the transfer window. So who knows what comes up? Mm. Yep. I think of those three as well, Kent, Benson and... Cavalier, we're going to see definitely two of them. I think we're definitely seeing two of them. Ooh, and that's coming from someone in the press box. (laughs) No no, 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 use of the words, I think. That doesn't mean they are. No. Yeah, I think I, as someone who's not in the press box, but sometimes people DM me on Twitter for no reason. Um, (laughs) Probably better sources. Yeah. I think one of those, I feel like they've been mentioned a lot and we're a good team and Rossini and Adrian and Tan have a lot of, you know, they're they're pretty attractive in that footballing sense. Um, Adrian's, you know, in Baz's articles, they're always talking about how they're sort of convincing players to join us. Um, Yeah, I feel like we we will get one of those, I hope. Um, But then... Does the injury to Liam DeLapp mean we go for another striker that panic panic get Abel back 
Yeah. <laughs> he has just left Pedderall. Yeah, that is very true. Um, I don't think we will. I don't think we'll I, don't think I think he'd happily rely on Connolly Sharp and Tyrell Sellers Fleming as. Yeah, I do as, as well. I, I, and maybe even if it came down to it, because I know we did it a couple of times this last season, played too far up front. Yeah, yeah. Trey always comes back in the false nine if the lap's still out. Yeah, I could see him doing that again. Why well, does a false nine ready? Aliyah went up front against Chef Wednesday when he came exactly. on. Aliyah's still in the team. I'm, I'm not saying he's, I don't think he's the greatest going forward because he's decision making. He's, he's, he's he is a forward player who could play up front in the middle. He's a striker by trade, isn't he? Yeah, technically. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure whether we'd need one. Uh, I guess because of the way Dunlap plays Connolly and Alder, we've seen that a little bit more often from Connolly and him playing on the wing against Birmingham, but Sharp is not the same type of player as Dunlap, so maybe that would change it. But yeah, I feel like we might just be able to scrape by because hopefully, so long as Dunlap's not out for months and months, we might be able to scrape by with him for a month or so without him. So perhaps not. And I think the money, if there is money, I don't know whether we'd be able to get another loan striker um, with our loans we're already no, no, aiming for. I was going to say, we've always got to remember how many loans you can have as well. Because you only have mm. a certain number of loans to actually play in the side. I don't think we're going to spend money on a third-choice striker. Is there a limit on how many loan players loaned in in total you can have? Because I think the limit's, what, is it six in the team at once? Because like, I remember on the silver... We had loads, and then like we he couldn't fit like Markovic in the squad one week, or was it Embakani? I can't remember because he'd already used like El Abdelawi, Ranokia, and Dai Evandro Nias. I think the EFL and the Prem have different loan rules, but there is some crossover in how many you can have in a side. I can't remember the exact numbers. I'll be honest. But, um, I feel like be, it might be six, and then five in the squad for a match day. Uh, there will be a loan spot coming free anyway because Ruben Vanagre is on his way back to spot. It's on the notes. It is on the notes. Um, shall we just uh, take a moment for Ruben Vanagre? Your okay, that was a moment. Yours announced choice for best signing of the summer back in the preview episode. Not of the summer. Of, of our summer. Not for the yeah, whole well, week. Yeah, well, that's what I meant. Longman was the best signing of the summer for the whole league. It is worth mentioning when we did those predictions, as I said last time, we hadn't signed we hadn't signed Connolly or we hadn't we hadn't signed Philogy, we hadn't signed any of the deadline day last The thing is I would have been signed at that point and that was I it. still would have made myself look stupid because I would have been more excited about Twine than Philogene. We hadn't signed Twine um, at that point either. No. Yeah. But out of the two, I was more excited for Twine, I guess. But I feel like, to be fair, Philogene has played better than he has before, whereas Twine has not played as well as he had before-ish. I think so. I said on here, I think I said on here, to be honest, I was equal hype for both Twine and Philogene. You were. I've said it's that previously, because right. Twine is a great player at this level. Just hasn't, he has got better as the season's gone, but he, hasn't, he just still needs to kick on a little bit. Hmm. But there are rumors he's going to go this month as well. For me, signing of the summer's Bora. <laughs> oh, yes. Has he been? Uh, he's been? He's been all right. He's been one of the better ones in a wretched run of form, which a is pretty poor season. Yeah. A load of players come in, by the way. I would say he's been one of the better ones when he's had chance. He's getting better week by week. I bet half the people listening to this don't even know who we're talking about. Who, who, who's Bora Idinlick? Yeah, that's beautifully said. Beautifully said. Bora Idinlick. He's player. not even been on the bench once yet, has he? I don't think. Oh, He's been us. up to Cottingham and trained with the first team a few times, but nothing more than that. Such a weird choice, that side, that, that move. No. Maybe just, maybe they yeah. thought it was Kent. They got confused. <laughs> Yeah, Ryan Kent and Boyer—they're really similar names. They just, you know, like uh, 
when you're buying a ticket at City, you can get a seat from that stand and it automatically assigns you one. We want a winger from Fenerbahce on loan. And oh, well, you've got two choices and just, you know, I don't know how transfers work, but if it worked that way, probably not. Probably not. Um, so I think generally the main thing is that the players we've been linked to are all of a pretty good calibre and put it into perspective. The players we were getting linked to this time, you know, three years ago, four years ago, it's, you know... Gavin White, Dan Crowley and Jordan Flores. Oh, wonderful. What a beautiful January. Dan Crowley. We signed Jordan Flores on my birthday. (laughs) We'll always have his substitute appearance against um, Fleetwood and the Pepper Johns. No, he, he hadn't even signed by then. Oh, okay. Whoever Straight it was. Straight out he was. Lincoln. Lincoln. Was it Lincoln? Yeah, we'll go with yeah. Lincoln. Yeah, we'll go with It that. was in that season. Boom, boom. He did it twice, though. Well said. Uh, well, let's move on to the game on Friday. Norwich are in 13th place. They're essentially... I mean, they're only a few points behind us, but they're a little bit even more inconsistent than we are over the course of the oh, season they've had runs hot and cold ridiculously extremely so yeah. i think this is a game that could go either way because they've both got good players and um, i don't really have much to say about norwich so we're just going to jump straight on to the best part of the podcast did you which put is... jacob at left back so <laughs> no i did not that's actually that looks cool though doesn't it doesn't that look good? Oh, no, Jacob's at left back because game. he scored in the last game. And you know that I ha- I don't really know anything about any of these other teams or even our team. So if I know that someone scored, I know that's good and they get in the lineup. So I'll just read it out well, for the you listeners. Tell the audio listeners what is actually and happening then, here. And then you can berate me. So the combined lineup for this week against Norwich is Allsop in goal, Jacob Greaves, Alfie Jones. Stacey, Morton, Tufan, Gabriel Sara, who was the Norwich City Player of the Year last year, Connolly on the wing, Rowe, who's got 10 goals for Norwich, and then I think it's Uji Huang up front. No, he plays for um, Wolves. No, 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 that's Lee, that's Lee Huang, I think. Yeah, there's two Huangs in, in England, you know. So, oh, Joe, you've gone very far away there. Um, thoughts on this Jacob lineup? Greaves. Jacob Greaves. Well, that works, though. No one has noticed this at this point. Well, he's never played next to He's only played next to Greaves once before, and that was, you know, just against Sheffield Wednesday. But he wasn't on the lineup, was it? So, because he came off we the bench. So. We need to sign like a defender who's called like. Alfie. Stephen Louis, who's a centre back. Yes. So we can have Jacob Greaves Louis Toyle. Yeah. Shall we? Well, I heard Will make the point whilst I was crying on my bed about that. Um, yeah, audio listeners, the graphic came up. We saw Matty Jacob at left back, and both Will and I just had a, had a little mini death. I thought I'd done it wrong and that I just. Put Greaves in twice for a moment. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. Well, his dad's going to play for us again, is he? No, I mean, I mean old mind it, he was a good defender, right? But I think Norwich have got two standout players in Sarah and Rowe. Bro. Other than that, well, yeah, Rowe was a guarantee. You can't not pick him. Yeah, and I thought, well, Delap might have been on the wing, but um, put Connolly there because he played well on the wing. But I mean, wingers recently, the last few weeks, have been really difficult to put in. Lots of these teams seem to have really good number 10s, but uh, not wingers. So, um, yeah, I mean, Norwich, is it a must win game? I'll say that because I haven't got any actual insight. <laughs> I hate that. T- I've got to the point where I hate that term now. Is it a game that we really have to get three points in? I would, yeah, probably. But at the same time, I just hate that term because technically every game is must win, really, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, But um, I feel like it isn't the 
stereotypical must win because Norwich at a hot were a decent side in the last of the beaters in the opening game and they're pretty they were pretty decent in that game even though it took a dodgy bit of reffing at the end just for them to actually beat us. Um, I think City, to be fair, because of recent results, City kind of do need to get a win. I think but because I, the next I, games I, are Sunderland and Southampton away, those would be very tough. We need yeah. a three points on the board. Going I do away it's Sunderland and Millwall now. Yeah, unless we draw Southampton in the cup and we get through. Good. We don't have to play Southampton for another week. Unless Result. we draw Southampton in the cup and we win against Birmingham. Yeah, well, I don't care about that because that's not a league game. That's not quite as important. But oh, that's good. Actually, that works out pretty well. I'm glad okay. we've got an extra. I'm glad we've got a replay. We don't have to play Southampton for another week. No, we'll have to play midweek instead, which is even worse for the fans. But in terms of the team, I, I think the less time, that the more time until we play Southampton, the better. Um, we're actually on the chance yeah, against yeah, them without some injuries. I get that because they are on the longest unbeaten run in Europe. It's probably a bad time to play them anytime soon. So. Ah, but they'll against the plucky Tigers. We can end that run. You can decide what side you're on here. A minute ago, you was like, oh no, we don't want to play Southampton. And now you're like, oh no, against the plucky Tigers, they'll lose. Oh, I'm completely choose, delusional. Choose a lane. Okay, we are going to walk the league. That's the lane I'm going to have for the I'll next minute Carry or on. two. Uh, predictions, because I really have nothing good to say about Norwich. Uh, well, let's finish after your speech earlier in the in the podcast. We know yours is 5-0 and we know Will's is 3-0 for Norwich. So. Yeah. If Nathaniel's going to start being silly like I am, I don't think I can keep doing it. It's just... Ah, well, <laughs> I'll beat you at your own game and then I'll win. Well, no, because you won't, because we're not going to win 5-0. Yeah, and we haven't even won that many games recently. No. Okay. 5-0, five, five though. What's your Just actual prediction? Hell. What do you mean, actual prediction? How dare you? How dare I? 5-0. Just, just absolute... We've got magic. Billy Sharp. No one's scored more goals in the championship than him. He knows where the net is. I mean, most footballers know where the net is. <laughs> yes, he knows how to find the net. Yeah, 5-0, that's what I'm going for. Joe, thoughts, prediction? Um, should we go to Will first? Is he going to carry on his 3-0? This is what I'm you can change it. I'm taking on the burden. But it's works every game. And no one really actually cares who's listening. <laughs> True. Screw it, 3 0. Yeah. Yeah. It's not happening. And I can't wait for some, some Norwich fan to find this and clip it and post it. Because it's hilarious when that sort of shit happened. Because I find it funny that that happened after we lost to Wednesday. And you, Nathaniel, moaned. Even though you had done it to Rotherham only a few weeks earlier, when they all was like, "Oh, we're going to beat City." True. It's called karma. True. I'm going to say actual serious prediction for me. Seven. No, I'm kidding. Two one. That's a which, logical which choice. Very, very clever choice. Two, two one to us. Up at target. That's three wins. We're completely delusional after the way we've been playing No, you're recently. completely delusional. You just said 3-0. That's that more delusional than five. That's not any better. I mean, it is. It's more likely. Okay, do you want me to change my prediction? Yeah, you want me to change you, you, it? You're backing, you're backing out now, are you? You're making me do this, are you? Yeah? Okay. 4-0. <laughs> it's actually and, more sensible and a tiny little bit we have scored four goals this season yeah twice. exactly that's why it's more sensible yeah it's oh, still incredibly sorry. stupid <laughs> yes on sky as well uh the oh, sky God, curse. can i just oh, can I, can I, can I, can I, 
oh, we always play Battle on Sky, except every midweek game is on Sky now, so it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, a red <laughs> button doesn't count. Everyone knows a red button doesn't count. Don't you bring that up. No I'm one's not... counting the red button games. Come on. I'm not happy with Sky. This game was meant to be... When we're the main... When it's Sky Sports' main event, that is that is when we lose. Is it even on main event when it's a championship? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the main... The main, the actual sorry, televised yeah. Sky game with the commentary and the pundits and stuff. Sorry, sorry. When did Beaker arrive? I thought I was talking to Nathaniel. It's been about 10 years since someone called me that. Um, no, yeah. I'm pretty certain. Before, what was our last game on Sky before Wednesday? Didn't we win it? I don't know. Because we, we, we won against we was, we was against Stoke on Sky, and we won that. Wednesday, Wednesday Middlesbrough. And we, we won, won that, that as well. Oh well, it's almost like it's a silly thing to suggest. We're just scarred because for years we were awful. On Sky. I think there was a Sky curse, but I think we're sort of past that now. Yes, to be it's, fair. Just, it's an easy excuse that yeah, I've also just lost. used at times. Yeah, we just lost a game, didn't we? Yeah, I don't yeah. think the cameras being there genuinely affects whether you win or lose a game. No, probably not. Probably, I not. am. Massively disappointed with Sky though. This game was meant to be on my birthday, and I was going wow. my 18th. I was going to get, you know, I, I was going to have my first legal pint in a pub before a game, you know, half time, that kind of have a beer at half time, that kind of thing. But no, sometimes, sometimes beer tastes better when it's not legal. <laughs> you advocate, no, but it is legal. I mean, I mean it's, everyone it's listening, years, it's, been, it's been many years since it wasn't legal for me. <laughs> Just so we don't get arrested, we're not insinuating that you commit crime on the Tottenham <laughs> podcast. We, we are an anti-crime Go podcast. Go drinking, even if you're only twelve. Just disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. even then, Nathaniel can go drinking. Then ah, uh, humour. Very good. Uh, I think. Before we, you know, tell you know listeners to commit other types of crimes, we well, should. The authorities get to us. Shortly. Yeah, we, we should wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. Or at least, you know, don't say that it was our idea. This <laughs> <laughs> is getting worse. Thank you to everyone who's not committed crimes in our name, and we'll be back next week after. The 5-0 or 4-0 demolition of the Canaries by the Tigers. And uh, uh, thanks for, for listening and we'll be back very soon. Cheers. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.